You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Professor Douglas Allard's 22 minute and 17 second classic armchair audio theatre company presents Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Abridged Too Far by me, Professor Douglas Allard. Six days and 12 hours since I last had a drink. I'm now really thirsty. I think I might pop the kettle on. Frankenstein is a fascinating book. Iconic, horrific, and instantly recognisable by the millions of people all around the world who've never actually bothered to read it. Published on New Year's Day 1818, when she was just 18, Mary Shelley's novel is subtitled The Modern Prometheus, which, let's face it, isn't such a catchy title, is it? But clearly, young Miss Shelley wanted the world to know how clever she was using words that no one else ever uses, like Prometheus. And there's loads of them in the book, um, Siroc, Ennui, Paracelsus, and Ingolstadt. Kids, eh? But for those of you who aren't held in agogment at the superlatory verbositationism of smart-ass teenagers, and also don't have the 7 hours and 44 minutes that it takes to wade through Miss Shelley's often tortured gothic word soup, my 22 minutes and 17 second classic armchair audio theatre company is about to bring you Frankenstein in all its monstrous meddling in matters which man ought not to meddle in glory. And we're going to do it in just 22 minutes and 17 seconds. All you have to do is download, sit back and listen. The book opens with a man called Robert Walton writing a letter to his beloved sister, full of his news, his thoughts, and an astonishing amount of totally unnecessary personal detail. My dearly beloved sister, I am writing these lines to assure you that I am safe and well advanced on my journey of exploration to the North Pole, as you well know. But I'm going to tell you anyway, I have long yearned to explore this world of ours, which is why I am now sailing through icy climbs towards, as you are very well aware, but still I will mention it, for the first 14 years of my life, I ran wild and read nothing but our Uncle Thomas's book about voyages, which decided me on my path in a red colour is green, I am allergic to mushrooms, and my blood type is... I am unmarried at present, but do have a sister who is you, as you know. Having explained all of this, which incidentally has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the plot, he finally gets around to starting the story. Anyway, dear sister, you'll never guess what happened today. Captain Walton, over there! No, Captain Walton over here. Over there, on the ice, a huge 
of a huge man on a sledge drawn by dogs. But Captain, no man can survive in these frozen lands. Ahoy there, huge man. He heard you, but he's turning and driving his sledge away from us. Into the tundra. Tundra? It's an area of permafrost. It's Russian, from the Kildan Sami word tundra. It just means treeless mountain tract. Oh, but it's very chilly and he will surely perish. Who could he have been? We shall never know. For undoubtedly there can be no other humans hereabout. No. None. No one. Captain Walton, guess what? Yep, you guessed it. There's another man, floating towards them on a chunk of ice. They take him aboard, as Captain Walton explains in his letter to his sister. He was a foreigner, but we rescued him anyway. His limbs were nearly frozen solid, and so we rubbed him with brandy, thawed him out, and I asked him about himself. I am the most miserable wretch on this benighted planet. Now, now, I'm sure that's not true, old chap. It is. I cannot describe to you how the eternal twinkling of the stars weigh upon me and how I listen to every blast of wind as if it were a dull, ugly siroc on its way to consume me. If you say so, old chap. But look. What were you doing out alone on the frozen tundra? Tundra? I am seeking one who fled from me. A demon. A monster. But there is no one out here in this frozen waste. Except for that large chap we saw just before you turned up. (gasps) It is him, my fiendish adversary. The cursed and hellish creature. I must go after him. But you are too weak. (sighs) Yes, yes, you are right. I am frail, and my soul is stricken. So look, old fellow, why don't you lie back and tell me your story? Then I can put it in this letter I'm writing to my sister. Oh, very well. And so now, as the ice closes in and traps the ship, the melodramatic stranger starts relating his story to Walton, who is relating it to his sister. My name is Victor Frankenstein, and I was raised in Geneva by loving, indulgent parents who, after my birth, adopted the daughter of an Italian noble family who had fallen on hard times. Her name is... was... Elizabeth. (laughs) And she was more than a sister to me. She was everything. She was mine. I also had two brothers. Henry and dear little Liebling William. Hello! Who were much younger than me and were looked after by their young nursemaid, Justine. Bonjour! Whose sweet nature and good heart made her a particular favorite of all who met her. One moment. All who met her. Okay, got it. Do try and keep up. Anyway, after my poor mother died... Your mother died? Keep up. My father called me into his study at home. Ah, come in, Victor, my dear child. I'm not a child, okay? I know, I know. I'm 17, you know. I know you are, forgive me. You wanted something? I was thinking now that you are 17, that it was time you might like to go away to study. Uh, Study? Yeah, at the University of Ingolstadt. Ingolstadt? Ingolstadt. It's a city in Upper Bavaria on the banks of the river. Oh, I know where Ingolstadt is. Of course, of course you do. God, 
So? Yes, all right, I'll go. Okay, happy, okay. Oh. <sighs> Thank you, God. That little arschlock was driving me mad. And so Victor Frankenstein says goodbye to his dear not-sister Elizabeth. Farewell, my dearest not-brother Victor. Be sure you will write to me every day. Yeah, I'll try, okay? But I may be busy, you know, mit study and stuff. Okay. And also to his childhood friend, Henry Clavel. You're so lucky, Victor. My arschloch father won't let me go to uni. What an arschloch. I know, tell me. But really. Really, arschloch. Total. It's so unfair. Arschloch. And off he goes to uni. Or college, if you're American. Young Herr Frankenstein, welcome to the University of Ingolstadt. Thank you, Herr Professor Krempesser. And tell me, young fellow, have you decided on your field of studies here? Not really, Herr Professor, sir. I was thinking maybe media studies or sports science or... Nein, 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 Herr Frankenstein. This is the early 19th century, and we do not study these things yet. Oh. What do you know of my own discipline of natural philosophy? Well, I have read some Cornelius Agrippa and Paracelsus. Paracelsus, the 16th century Swiss physician. The man is a crank and you are a fool for reading him. Oh. You must start your studies anew. Here. Read, read. And so he does. I immersed myself in the study of natural philosophy and became unnaturally obsessed with discovering the answer to the question of how life is created. Now, I'm not an expert, but I think I know the answer to this one. A chap meets a lady, and they both take their clothes off, and then they go down to... I was a first-year student! That was never going to happen. Oh, no, no, I, I suppose not. So, I determined to learn about it Another way. Hello! Welcome to the Ingolstadt Motri and Charnel House. Well, uh, yeah. I was wondering... Uh, yeah? If maybe... Yeah? You could possibly... Yeah? Let me have some body parts. Body parts? Any leftovers. Uh, some limbs, a head, a torso, organs, you know, that sort of thing. You are from the university, no? From the university, yeah. And why uh, are you wanting body parts? Freshers week. Okay, what is it you want? I have a list. And so, God forgive me, I started upon my dreadful work to assemble an inanimate creature which I could infuse with life. Gosh, I'll wager you did all of this at the dead of night in a large, dark and sinister castle. No, I did it between lectures in my bedroom. Oh, but I'll bet you had a hunchback assistant called Igor or something. Nein, why would I have an assistant with a hunchback? I don't know, I just assumed. Well, don't assume stuff. Sorry. It's very irritating. Please, do go on. Eventually, I had made a hideous and misshapen creature stitched together from the bits and pieces I had managed to get from the mortuary, slaughterhouses and butchers. Butchers? Yeah, he had sausage fingers, literally. But I did my best with what I had. But then, God help and forgive me, I brought the cursed creature to life. And how did you do that? I did it mit electricity. And? And what? And what else? I mean, was that it? 
Electricity? Yeah. But how did you generate that amount of current in your bedroom? And what did you use as a conductor? And did you have a voltage regulator? Or a flux capacitor? And how did Don't you... ask me these questions, you fool! You do not want to learn the secrets to do the terrible thing that I did. Well, I am sort of curious. Well, don't be! For when the miserable monster stirred... <clears throat> I ran from the house and roamed the streets in fear until... Frankenstein! Clever! My old childhood friend! What are you doing here in Ingolstadt? I told my arschlock of a father that I wanted to come and hang out with you. And that actually, he couldn't even stop me, actually. Ugh, arschlock. Isn't he? Total. Arschlock. So how's uni? Oh, you know. Yeah. <sighs> so, let's go to your rooms and just kind of hang out. So... This my heart full of recreancy. Recreancy? It's like a sort of nervous dread. Ah. I returned to my rooms and discovered nothing. It was empty. The creature had gone. And so Frankenstein gets rid of all of his science equipment. And him and Clerval settle down to being all miserable and sort of gothic. Actually. So unfair. Isn't it? Actually. Until one day. Ein letter for her Frankenstein. My dearest son, Victor, I write to you with the most terrible news. Your young Liebling brother, William, is dead. Murdered most terribly. As soon as I read this dreadful letter, I knew that it was the unhallowed creature which I had created who had done this foul and wicked deed. How did you know that? It just did, okay? Okay. And so he rushes back to Geneva. Oh, Victor, my dear not brother, my poor heart is broken. Not only is your innocent Liebling brother brutally slain, but it is his nursemaid who stands accused of his murder. <gasps> not Justine. Yeah, Justine. Because a locket of your brother was found in her pocket. She had a locket in her pocket? Yeah, in her pocket, his locket. And now they say she is a murderer. But she is innocent. I know. It's so unfair. And I know who the real murderer is. How? How do you know? I just do, okay? Then you must tell the world. But I cannot. You must. Because poor innocent Justine is going to be hanged any minute. Now. That is so unfair. And now, at this most dramatic point in the story, it's time to lighten the mood for a moment with these cheery words from our sponsors, who are lovely people. Welcome back to Frankenstein Abridged Too Far. Now, if you remember... Victor Frankenstein did a really rather extreme science project and has created a creature and now the shizer has really hit the fan. His young brother has been brutally murdered, an innocent nursemaid hanged for the crime. So the proto-goth student Victor decides that what he really, really needs is a gap year and so he takes himself off to the snowy Alps. Where? 
One day, out on the mountainside, he meets... Ah, you! The hideous and ungodly creature that I created and now stands before me, filling my very soul with horror and disgust! Oh, charming. That's very nice, isn't it? Not. But look at you. You are an abomination to God and man. Yeah, okay. Danke very schön. You think I don't know this? You think I've not been told by enough people? Like everyone I've ever met, ever? Arschloch. Excuse me? I'm the Arschloch? You killed my Liebling brother. Oh, boo-hoo's for you. You think you've had it bad, do you, Frankenstein? Yeah, I do, actually, creature. Yeah, well, actually, let me tell you actually what it's been like for me, actually. And so now the creature tells his story to Frankenstein. And Frankenstein tells it to Walton. Uh, and Walton is writing it in his letter, Walton's letter, to his sister. That's not Frankenstein's sister, that, that's Walton's Oh. Try and keep up. When I awoke, came into life, I was cold. I was confused and lost and so very, very alone. So I left your apartment and went out into the world to try and find some friends. And how did that go? How do you say? Ah! Wolfgang, get the torches and the pitchfork, quick! I took refuge in the forest and lived among the woodland creatures. But they didn't like me either. Arschlochs. Tell me. Eventually, I found a hut next to a small cottage, and there I lived, spying on an old blind man and his two children who lived there. Of course, to begin with, I could not understand a word they were saying. But slowly, over time, I started to understand. The sounds they made had meaning. I'd like some rhubarb. Rhubarb? Yeah, mit custard. And I started to learn their language. Blah, 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 dog. Blah, house, Three. blah. Blah, cat, blah, blah. Blah, superscription. And before I knew it, I could understand them perfectly. Remind me, sister, what is it that afflicts our father's ocular efficacy? I fear, my brother, that he has macular degeneration of the retina. That is so unfair. And then, one day, I found some books. Lying around in the forest? Yeah. I bet I know what kind of books they were. There was a volume of Plutarch's Lives and a copy of Paradise Lost. But hidden under the bushes? Yeah, and so I read them. You read Paradise Lost? Yeah. Nerd. It was really good, actually. And it made me want to reach out to my beloved family in the house. So, one day, when Felix and his sister were out, I introduced myself to the old man. Who is there? I am an old blind man, and I cannot see in the way that blind men cannot, no matter what their age. Sir, I'm a poor, lonely creature, in need of friendship, and anxious and willing to love and be loved. You sound like a splendid fellow. Come on in and sit by the fire and share some rhubarb. My kinder will be home soon, and I know they will be pleased to meet you. Ah, here they are, Felix, Agatha, coming in and meet. It's a monster! And fiend! Get the pitchfork! Get out! They drive the creature out of the house and back into the lonely forest, and so that night, he returns and... Burn 
burns the house down. Really? I know, I know. Overreaction. My bad. But I was upset. And that's why I went to Geneva and murdered your Liebling brother, and then put his locket in the pocket of the nursemaid. It was you who put the locket in the pocket? Yeah, in her pocket I put the locket. Arschloch. I'm sorry, okay? You have issues, you know that? I know. And that is why I need you, Frankenstein. You must make me ein girlfriend. You're joking, right? Nein. I must have ein companion. A female companion. My solitary life is making me go blind. Yeah, that can happen. Mit rage! Oh. So, I am appealing. You're really not. To you, Frankenstein, my creator. Give me a mate. Someone with whom I can share my life. But I will go away from all humankind and never bother you again. And if I don't? If you don't, then things will get ugly. And with that... The creature turned and ran away from me. Creature turned and ran away from me. Well, I must say, this letter to my sister is much more exciting than usual. So, what happened then, Herr Frankenstein? Good question. Realising the only way to be free of the creature was to create him a woman, Frankenstein returns to Ingolstadt, where he realises he still has an awful lot to learn. My dear Frankenstein, I am so happy you are resuming your studies of natural philosophy, for you are a very gifted student. Thank you, Herr Professor Krempe. I have a question. Ask away. What is ein clitoris? I have no idea. I don't think such a thing can exist. And so he's left to work it out for himself again. Hello again. You are back for more body parts, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello. And what do you want this time? Uh, well, I... Uh, yeah? Do you have some... Uh, some... You know... What? Some lady parts, you know, some big chesty busting bumsy bumsen bits. What? Nothing, nothing. Just some sausages, please. I was in despair. I knew I had to make a female creature, or I would never be free from the scourge of this modern Prometheus. This modern what? Modern Prometheus. Oh, never mind. So what did you do? I stayed in despair for a bit longer, until my old friend Clerval came to my rescue. Victor, I told my Arschloch father that we had to go to London to do some really important stuff. (laughs) And he believed you? Yeah. What an Arschloch. Tell me. So... Why don't you come meet me? And so they go to London. And then on to somewhere they decide to call Scotchland. Really? And I made my way alone to a rundown hut on a remote Scotchland island to finish the dreadful work I had to do. And you had all your science equipment with you? Yeah. And the female body parts? Yeah. And there was an adequate supply of electricity and a flux capacitator? Yeah! Will you stop me all the questions already? Sorry, but it seems quite unlikely. Do you want to know what happened? Of course. Then be quiet. Sorry. I worked like a hunt. Putting from my mind the horror of what I was doing, I made a female creature as hideous and repulsive as her intended mate. And then one night, I looked up from my ungodly labors and saw him 
leering in at me from outside the window of the run-down hut. His repulsive features made my blood run cold, and I knew I could not create another creature like the creature I had created. Imagine what it would mean if they had kinder. What would it mean? It would mean that the creature had lost his virginity before I had. I couldn't let that happen, and so I destroyed her. Oh, you had a chainsaw. I never travel without one. And I used it to destroy the monstrous female. Nein! Frankenstein! What are you doing? Send my girlfriend your chainsaw and you two little bits! She wouldn't have fancied you. She might have, but now you have broken your word and destroyed my only chance of happiness. I will destroy you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You will never be rid of me. And before I could turn the chainsaw onto him, he was away. I shall be with you on your wedding so Frankenstein gets rid of all of his science equipment, again, and then takes a rowing boat and dumps the chainsawed lady bits in the middle of the Irish Sea. I then lay back in the boat and drifted until the next morning. Top of the morning, Tears. Welcome to Ireland. You're under arrest. You can't lock me up like this, actually. I have rights, actually. You have to tell me what it is I've done. What you've done is murder. This fella. <gasps> it's Clover, my childhood friend, murdered. So you admit it? Well, that was easy. No, I am to blame, but I didn't do it. Well, now I'm confused. And I have an alibi. I was in Scotchland. Were you? Damn. Then I suppose I'll have to let you go. You pass here to pick you up. Victor! Father! Another terrible tragedy. You're not having a lot of luck, are you, son? No, I am accursed. Maybe you should come on home to Geneva and marry your not-sister Elizabeth. Can I do that? Oh, it would make me very happy. Oh, okay then. I'll do it. Then I am very happy. <laughs> and so they rush back to Geneva and Victor marries his not-sister Elizabeth. But on the wedding night... The creature makes good on his terrible promise. And when Frankenstein Sr. hears what has happened to his dear not daughter... Oh, my dear chap, that is terrible. I know. Isn't it so unfair? So then what did you do? I decided that I, Victor Frankenstein, would dedicate my own life to hunting down and destroying that... Arschlocking, wicker scheißerhund, wickerkopf that I had created. Right. And how are you spelling all that? I'm not. Probably best. I tracked the fiends through Germany, Russia, Russia, Finland. And now I have the monster in my grasp. But I am so tired. We down this on we actually yeah I cannot go on and with this my dear sister he lay down and uttered his final words so unfair and so Victor Frankenstein literature's first true goth 
joins the very long list of dead characters in this gory story. But then of course, in a final twist, the creature somehow bursts into the cabin. My god! You are ugly. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for telling me. But it's not my fault. I'm just the way he made me. The Arschloch. Well, you should have heard what he was just saying about you. But now, I am taking his body meet me. You're not going to bring him back to life, are you? Using electricity? No. I don't even know how else that stuff works. I did wonder myself. But I will take him with me out there. Into the tundra? Tundra. Yeah. And there, I will wait with him for the end. And with that, the creature takes Frankenstein's body, leaps from the ship, and was soon lost in darkness and distance. And then, unsurprisingly, the ice cracks, releasing the ship, and Captain Walton sails south, presumably in search of a really big letterbox to post the weirdest f***ing letter that his sister is ever going to receive. And that's it. Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, in just 22 minutes and 17 seconds. Thanks for listening. Frankenstein by Mary Shelley was abridged too far by me, Professor Douglas Ullard, with some help from David Spicer. The voices you heard were Julian Ball, Rakesh Bowery, Alan Marriott, Charlotte McBurney, and Caroline Rogers. The audio production was by John Schwab. It was directed by John Schwab and David Spicer and was a Broadway Podcast Network production. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.